Hey everyone, Ophi from the Astro Twins and I am here with Rachel Schwartz, our Kabbalistic astrologer, a lovely, wonderful Leo. <laughs> and uh, Rachel has been practicing Kabbalistic astrology and astrology in general for over 20 years. And I thought it would be so interesting to bring in this unique perspective on the stars. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you and, for having me. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to hear in your words, like, because I'm sure people are curious about this. Like, so what, in your words, would you say makes Kabbalistic astrology unique? Okay, so there are a few things about it. One is the calendar we're looking at, because Kabbalistically, we do look the Gregorian year and we use the Gregorian calendar for the years but the months actually go by the moon so when we know that it's a new moon Kabbalistically it's the new the new month or the new day the beginning of a new sign right the end of the moon or it will be already, you know, the end of the sign. So sometimes people can actually have two signs. Some people can be a Sagittarius and a Capricorn, for instance, and it explains to them a lot of things. And the, the other thing is basically that according to Kabbalah, the moon is a very, very strong component because at the end of the day, what are we, if not our emotions, how we react to situations, right? When, I, when I'm in a situation, even if I'm a great Leo and I think everything should work for me, but because my moon in Aries don't tell anybody, okay? But I can be inside very, very reactive. I can be very fast to react. So actually, even though the sun is a great thing, at the end of the day, how I am operating on a daily basis is the moon. And the moon and the cycles of the moon are very important for, for understanding the person, right? It's, it's more like kind of, we call it in Kabbalah, our reactive system, how we react to situation. And that's a very crucial. We're going to talk more about reaction versus proaction. So it's like basically... It, it's a big deal for, for us in Kabbalah. Uh, the other thing that uh, we say in Kabbalah is that actually, believe it or not, but the planets don't influence us. It's not that the planets influence us. In fact, the fact that we chose to be born, the soul chose to come to this world at a certain day, at a certain time, at a certain place, actually means that that moment in the skies, there was the whole explanation of who I am, what did I come from from previous lives, what is my purpose in this lifetime, and what is the work that I need to do throughout the life to get to the purpose. So for instance, if somebody is born with Saturn on the rising, and it looks like, yes, Saturn is impacting, everything is harder for them, life is harder. Actually, no. Kabbalistic astrology says you chose to be born with Saturn on the rising to understand that in this lifetime, your work is related to the restrictions that Saturn gives, to the more efforts that Saturn requires. So it's not that Saturn impacts us. In fact, what we did in past lives impacts Saturn in some ways. How when we get on your rising sign, honey. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and another thing that we do in Kabbalistic astrology is we look at windows in time that are a little bit different. You know, some people will call it the Jewish holidays, but it's not really the Jewish holidays. It's right for everybody, no matter what religion. Um, those times, like the holidays, like the new moons that that start the new month, right? That certain holidays that everybody heard of, like Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Passover, you know, besides the days off in school for our kids, what else does it give us? So those days represent also a window, a window of opportunity, a window of energy that 
we can receive a lot from. So, you know, we're talking a little before Passover, for instance, which is the full moon of Libra, you know, in the month of Aries. Usually, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, in, in, the, in the month of Aries, Kabbalistically. Yeah. What happens is that, you know, the story of the Exodus and all those movies, right? The Exodus happened because of that opening that exists in the cosmos at that time. It's not that because uh, Passover happened, we celebrate Passover, you know, or the Exodus happened, we celebrate Passover. No, it's because in that time, there was a window of time to receive a lot of freedom for each and every one of us, for anything that is a bondage, even addiction. So that day, if we are aware that in that day of the month, of the year, it's once a year, we have an opportunity to connect to freedom, all of us, for free, it's there, we're going to definitely, I'm sure, take advantage of it. So the marketing is, brain just was like, take the passive out of Passover. So, <laughs> but you know, because I love what you're saying. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, I've, I'm an amateur student of Kabbalah and Kabbalistic astrology, and I've learned so much from you. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot from you. <laughs> well, that's Amazing. beautiful about doing this. But uh, what I really love and connect with as someone who grew up in a time where empowerment and proactivity and are such important things. We don't want to be victims of the stars. We don't want to be victims of anything. Um, I love it. I love, I yeah. Say that. It's perfect because that's yeah. what it is. A lot of times we're going to say, oh, what can I do? Even I say it sometimes. Retrograde, the moon yes. is, you know, it's so easy to do that with astrology. But right. Allah is like, this is all happening for a reason and not because you did something bad and you're being punished, like you're saying, but like every moment, whether it's hard or easy in the stars is an opportunity for spiritual growth. Even Mercury retrograde, you Absolutely. know, why is Mercury retrograde happening for us to punish us, to ruin our phones, to annoy us? It's like, so I'll fight with my husband more, you know, it's not the perfect <laughs> Mercury retrograde is there. It's a period of time. Basically, it works like that, according to Kabbalah. It's a period of time that the universe is saying, now we need to work on communication. That's it. You need to make sure you're clearer at this period yeah. of time. You need to make sure that you're more patient. How much patience do we need from everything that is electronic at that period? But if we say, you know, it's a period that I'm, I'm really asked to be more patient, to have more patience when I explain things, to not be annoyed when somebody doesn't understand me. It's an opportunity for patience. That's yeah. what it's about. So if we see it, it's exactly what you say. If we see it as it's an opportunity, it's not a punishment. It's not something that I just have to sit and say, okay, when is the next? People sometimes I see on, on Instagram, they'll post, uh, Mercury finish already or Mercury right, right. You know? yeah exactly and it's funny and we laugh but really it comes from that what you call and you're right this victim consciousness right so we don't do it in Kabbalah I mean we all want to do it sometimes to blame something else but Kabbalah doesn't blame it on the stars Kabbalah says they're there to guide you to teach you to show you what we call in Kabbalah your correction Okay, you came to I love this part of it. Like what I've learned is that from, from you and from my Kabbalah study is that we're, as human beings, we're really wired to always react. But when we react, we give away our power and yes. we kind of disconnect from what I, I've been told in Kabbalah is called the light or consciousness or our own power, access to that infinite power whenever we react. So maybe the planets are there pushing our buttons, but we choose how we respond. Exactly. So, and that's what we're going to talk about, like with right. 20, how, what's going to make us react? Yeah. How do we shift into the proactive position with Kabbalah, where we hold back or restrict the reaction exactly. and choose consciously? Because when we choose consciously, right, we are, we become like consciousness, like mm -hmm. that higher light. 
this is what I remember from my. No, you're absolutely. <laughs> how am I doing? Amazingly, because the whole, you know, everybody talks now. A lot of people talk now about mindfulness and being aware, right? And and this is consciousness, really, to understand that I am in an elevated space. I, I can't just let myself be reactive to everything that happens. Now, every person reacts differently. You know, some signs, we all know them, even like fire signs, let's say more. We react more with ego, with passion, with demand, right? But some signs can react with being more introvert and more- Right, down a little bit, yeah. Right, like for me, I can tell you that for me, I wish I would be sometimes more like a Cancer. Right. A Libra, my dream sometimes is to be like a Libra, right? But when I am my best friend is the Libra, sometimes when we talk, I'm like, but it's so easy. Like just say no or just don't do for everybody. Cause for her, her reaction is just to do. For me, the reaction is to say, no, look for somebody else. I'm the queen of the jungle, right? So it's like, right. do we fight? Do we do flight? Do we freeze? Whatever right. it is, I'm yeah. glad you're saying that because reactions look all different ways. It can look like you've left. I'm just not talking to that person right now. Or they can be like, exactly. I love How Do you know what it is for you? Right. You, you right. learn about your sign. You learn about yourself. You understand that even though sometimes, you know, the people that say, oh, I'm not going to let people give me, you know what, like, heck, H-E-L-L. My kids don't let me say that word. So I'm not going to let other people... Uh, Really, again, it puts me in a place of a victim. And really, if I not, if I learn my chart and my sign, I can actually say, wait a minute, but for me, I need sometimes to be quiet or I need sometimes to let things, I don't have to get upset with every single thing. Sometimes I need to take it and doesn't mean that it's a bad thing for me. So this is what Kabbalistic astrology is about. It's about correcting yes. myself through understanding astrology. And that correction, just to clarify, because, you know, some people go, well, what do you mean? Aren't we perfect? We're made perfectly. Why do I need to be corrected? We're not talking about fixed, corrected. It's more like a, it's like a tune-up or an adjustment. Exactly. Like, like a chiropractor adjusting you. Totally. Like, Even though you're perfect, yeah. right? To yeah. be exactly. aligned, right? I love what you're asking because it's such a, powerful thing to us because aren't we supposed to accept ourselves the way we are i'm not right myself the way i am why not it's like and and you know what you're right because on one hand yes i need to love myself the way i am Mm -hmm. i do but still loving myself is a hard task it's not as easy as it appears, right? I wish we could all love ourselves. I wish we could just see everything and love ourselves. But most of us, yes, sometimes yes, mostly we have things to complain about, either how we look or how we push ourselves or how much money we make. It's not that it's a natural thing to just accept and love myself. But actually when I do a process of what we call correction or tikkun, and I'll explain to you in a, in a minute what it means. You know, but I'll explain it. What it basically means is that I'm actually clearing all the ego and the negative things that are preventing me from loving myself. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like if I do spiritual work and I change, I can actually really connect to loving myself. And I want to explain something about tikkun, correction, okay? The word tikkun means to correct. And in Kabbalah, we have the understanding that the soul is an eternal thing. It never dies. So basically, when a body dies, the soul continues. Now, if the soul didn't finish the lessons every person every soul has a life lesson or many life lessons that it's here to learn so let's say you know the north nodes the south nodes we always use that also it's a very karmic 
view of, of astrology. Kabbalah is very big on that too. So we call, actually, we call the North Node, or the, you know, the head of the dragon, Tikkun. We call it the Tikkun. We call it the correction point, the point of correction. And the South Node, it's like referring to our previous life. So let's say that in a previous life, I was a Gemini, right? And I was not committal and I wanted to have fun and I got away with everything because I was so cute and I didn't want to like get into anything deep. Everything was superficial and sounds fun, right? But my real purpose was to communicate, to teach, to connect to wisdom, to understand that it's not about everybody liking me all the time, but about being truthful, right? Use the good qualities of Sagittarius. So what happens that in this lifetime, I'm going to come needing to correct my superficiality. Okay, now, our life lessons are going to give us opportunities to correct it. And I can tell you that if... In, again, in that case, a lot of times there'll be opportunities that you're going to be want to be a joker, you're going to want to make fun of everything, and people are not going to take it. It's not going to buy into it. Or, or whatever the situation is, your family, everything, you know it, everything is like a huge puzzle. That every, We know it. When we see so many people, we can tell. Like, it's crazy how, you know how sometimes you sit in front of a person and you say, oh, you prove astrology. That, that's it. It's like you made it now a science, right? Everything is so perfect for what is Or your chart, yeah. But it's right? beautiful what you're saying because the, the North Node or the Tikkun, that correction, it's, it's again, that's the ultimate opportunity. And you can, when you do your chart, you can find out what yours is. They move yes. 18 to 19 months into a new pair of signs. But, yeah. you know, that's your compass point yes. this lifetime. And what, uh, what's so great about that is like, because I feel like 2020, there's, there's so many planets in Capricorn, which is the teacher and the tester yeah. and all that harsh energy. We're all going to be living sort of a correction-y kind of a correctional year in a lot of ways. And yes. that's, that's why it's so important to share the tools that, that you're going to be sharing and that you already are because people are going to need that. They're going to yes. need... Um, to understand that these that things that feel challenging, I mean, we have an election in the US, we have a possible recession, we have climate change, we have a lot of chaos, which is another principle that Kabbalah deals with. Um, and so it can look like, like, screw it all, nothing's, you know, why bother? I'm just gonna go do what you said, like go party or go into denial or I'm gonna worry or I'm gonna do this, like, so, our collective opportunity this year yeah. um, is to learn how to deal with the kind of the worry that with adulting because Capricorn concerns maturity and integrity and making those harder responsible choices. Like how do we do that while still staying true to who we are and what our charts want us to do? Right. How do we not get crushed by circumstance? It's all about, I feel like the, the main, like, point is like stuff happens i won't say the word your kids exactly. you know and right. it's going to happen every day right. and, and you know and you're gonna have to and and if our job as spiritual beings having a human experience is to grow well the more we grow the more risks are needed which means we're going to screw up more and we're going to have to learn to love ourselves or at least forgive ourselves. So we can forgive ourselves. We can even accept what we did, but that doesn't mean we have to keep doing it. That means we bring awareness to it, which we can learn through the chart and through the planetary lineup and through these amazing Kabbalistic tools of being re uh, proactive instead of reactive and the tikkun. And um, yeah, and I'd love to hear what you have to say about how to do that in 2020. Yes, so I want first just to say something about that whole Saturn thing, you know, like a lot of things are happening with all the Capricorn energy, right? Yeah. So it's very interesting because Capricorn is related to religion. It's oh, wow. that is related to religion and it's related to the strict religion. 
it's related yeah. to institutions of religion more yes. than the philosophical Sagittarius. Right? Exactly. So Saturn would make us like more fearful. Saturn will make us more rigid. Saturn, if somebody is a religious Saturn type of person, he would think that God or she, they would think that God is a punitive God. If you do bad things, you're going to be punished, right? That's like what one of the things that we are here to break this year. This is a year that we actually have an opportunity, you know, even with the Pluto conjunction, Saturn-Pluto, Pluto is about getting rid of stuff. Pluto is about cleansing things. Pluto, Kabbalistically, is actually related to our soul, believe it or not. It's the planet of the soul. Saturn does represent a lot of restriction energy, but what does it mean, restriction, according to Kabbalah? We have to understand when those two planets are together, we have an amazing opportunity to bring energy of change. How? First of all, understanding what it means to be, to restrict. We talked about it, that our nature is something that automatically comes out of us, right? It's like if we're pushed, our buttons are pushed, my reaction is going to come up. Restriction is when you stop. You stop. You don't right away do. You don't right away say. I mean, think is hard to control, but you try to eliminate even that at the seed level. And you stop and you say, wait, everything that happens in front of me right now happens. You can call it the universe, you can call it the creator, Kabbalah calls it the light, you know, whatever you want to call it. It happens for a reason. It happens because there's something for me to learn. Yeah. We all know that Saturn, even if it's in the second house, which is the house of money and material, right? So a lot of times we'll see people that at that time are devastated financially. And sometimes you'll see people that are actually blooming and they get, because Saturn also represents Kabbalistically Malchut, which is the physical reality. Malchut of Saturn represents manifestation. It represents the fruits of the tree that you planted sometimes 30 years ago, sometimes 14 years, sometimes seven, four and a half, right? So it's like the, the tree, and the fruits is what Saturn represents. So if I put good vibes and I do good things and I'm charitable and I'm thinking of others and my purpose is to help, Saturn can be a very easy thing for me. It's going to be breezy. But most of us are not like that all the time. Most of us usually are reactive because as people, it's our nature. It's just, it's our, yeah, it's human nature. We're exactly. not even taught differently it's like i'm mad i'm this i'm gonna speak my truth i'm gonna speak my mind and right and that's also kind of a fine line too especially we're just coming out of a year of jupiter which is the magnifier being in its home sign of sagittarius it was all about speaking up and going big and letting it all hang out so now we're moving into a year of jupiter saturn and pluto all in Capricorn, which is yeah. Saturn ruled sign that has all the qualities you're talking about, which is, yeah. you know, what you planted is what fruit you'll get. So how do we look at that in a way that's not punishing, but that's more responsible? Like, okay, I did that. That's what I got. I don't want that. What do I need? I, to I made I made the bed, right? It's yeah. like the bed I made. I'm sleeping in, but it's not God is punishing me. It's like if I'm gonna say, oh, you know, I put my a fork in the in the socket and I, I got like electrocuted. It, yeah. Oh, God hates me. It's the same thing, you know. That's just how it works. That's just how it works. And it's it is, you know, I think with Capricorn energy being very matter of fact with yourself. Capricorn is the opposite of Cancer. So Cancer is very emotional and feeling, and the moon is ruled by Cancer, which we talked about at the beginning of this chat. But Capricorn is the opposite. So it's like, don't ignore your feelings, but put them aside for a minute. Put those reactive emotions aside, or at least in a little, little precious jar and put it on a shelf for a minute if you can. You can take it back later if you need it. But put it aside for the moment and see if you can look at it. I mean, that is really 
if, if you do That's nothing else in your life. What yeah. you just described is restriction. Exactly. It's like now I want to like get upset or snap or cry or laugh or whatever it means. Laugh is okay, but it depends why you laugh, right? You to take this jar, even if you want to hide it, put it in the freezer behind the chicken, <laughs> right? So you don't see it for a little bit. And then you take it out, you thaw it, and then you deal with it when you're stronger. You know, in Kabbalah, there is a concept of waiting three days. With the, better if there's a Saturday in the middle, if possible. But before you react, if, or before you go to talk to somebody, wait the three days. And, and afterwards, you're going to have a different perspective. You're going to start, you know what happens to us in three days. First, we blame, blame, blame. Uh, then we start saying, yeah, I mean, maybe I could have been nicer. And then we create an, op an opening to really hear. I'm so, glad you said that because I want to talk to you about the reactive process because... Yeah, the restriction means you catch yourself in a reaction, right? At any point that you're in it. Yeah. Try to contain it. But that doesn't mean it's not in your body and in your nervous system. And it's going to have to like, almost like, get out of you. Right. So it might take three days, you know? So don't fire off the texts or the drunk dials or the we need to talk kind of. <laughs> Right. No, no, you, and I love what you just said because it reminds me that sometimes people think that restriction means to be passive aggressive. Like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. say, you know, no, restriction needs to be from within. It needs to be something that I'm not, it's not that if like my son now was mean or rude or I'm gonna say, okay, I'm not gonna say anything now, but I'm like really gonna be offended and I'm not gonna buy him anything and forget about it. I mean, he asked, no, I stop. And I say, don't react at all. Don't be offended, nothing. Don't decide yet how you feel about it. Wait a second, see what you have to learn. See what is the process that is between the two of you. What is it here to teach you? It's exactly what you say. It's so important to understand the difference between not speaking, and restricting suppressing suppressing and, and restricting because i want to ask you this like for example like i have a cancer south node and a scorpio yes. a lot of water in my chart so when even when i'm trying to restrict a reaction i'll i'm an easy crier i don't want the yeah. world to know that but i'll just so sometimes i just have to cry but shut up and listen at the same time so with that you know so I'm not suppressing what my body's response yes, is. Absolutely. So another thing and to kind of maybe debunk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you something else. If for you, it's humiliating to cry in front of somebody <laughs> and you feel you're breaking your ego so much now because they see you in a weak place, you know, the Scorpio moon doesn't want to be seen this way, you're already restricting. You're already restricting. You're already showing vulnerability, which the Capricorn rising doesn't want, and the Scorpio, the Sag just wants to show everything is good, right? So, like, think that restriction is any, even that. And why are we talking about it? Because you're right. It is gonna be a year with many challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, the Capricorn does represent some level of effort. I don't want to say difficulty because I don't like, difficulty already has an attachment of negativity to it. And if we see it's exactly what you said, yeah, the challenges are going to come. But it's like, you know, it's like if they say it's going to snow, I don't like the snow. I grew up in Israel. For me, it's like the torture of tortures, right? <laughs> so for many years, I was very reactive to it. I was like, I hate it. I'm going to sit home. I'm going to just complain. I'm not going to shovel snow, right? Or I can say, you know what? This year, and that's what I did this year, I'm buying the warmest things. And I'm going to beat this weather. I'm going to be able to walk in the snow. Even though I don't think I'll ever love it, maybe miracles do happen. That's Jupiter, by the way. You had an ice skate and you'll love it. So. <laughs> yes. But you know that like if I know that I did it and I went out and I walked in the snow and I dealt with it and I draw, how strong will I feel? Yeah. Right? And because Jupiter 
is also in that mess. It's also in that, uh, you know, salad, uh, the Capricorn. Salad, yeah, of 20, we always 20. have to remember the miracle. We always have to remember, you know, the month of Sagittarius, which we're in, the, the, the videos are gonna be released in Capricorn, but we still have to know that Sag, Sagittarius, this is a month that we have an energy of miracles, but it's not only this month. Whenever Jupiter is involved, we have energy of miracles. So for us to think that, yeah, it's not the best place in the world for Jupiter, let's be honest, but still, the fact that it's in Capricorn is saving us because it's going to be always around what's happening the whole year. So what the universe is saying, you choose this year. You choose. You can choose the hard. I mean, it's like you said, it's a choice. You can look at it like, oh, this snow, I hate it. It's annoying. I'm going to freeze. I'm going to be annoyed. Or you can say, I'm going to be planning myself in the right way. I'm going to do what needs to do. But I'm also going to count on the miracle. I'm also going to know that if I do my share, because miracles happen as a result of something. It's People think, you know, Sagittarius is wait for miracles a lot of times, but the work of the Sag is to say, yeah, I need to work to receive it. Otherwise, it's a mediocre miracle, right? But it's for all of us this year. For all of us, the consciousness is yes to use that Jupiter that was put in the mix to help us, to help us connect to the fact that, yes, there is a physical chaos, yes. But I don't need to be reactive to it. I need to understand that it's here to teach me. And how many times, what is, what is Saturn? Saturn is maturity. What is maturity? Not to blame. Mm. You know, when people are 30 and they have Saturn return, what is the lesson of Saturn return? To mature. It means it like if you... Yeah, accountability. Right? You know, I've got this funny image now. So to, to recap, like the planets that you mentioned. So Jupiter is miracles. Saturn is accountability, right? Yes. Responsibility. And Pluto is the spiritual growth and transformation in Kabbalah, yes. right? Yes. So they're all in Capricorn, uniquely, you know, very rare, has been centuries since they've all been in Capricorn together. Right. 2020, since the 1200s. So, um, and then they're going to meet at different points. But I'm thinking, so. Saturn makes an extra, Saturn and Capricorn, which is this heavy kind of sign already, is like, well, we're going to get 10 feet of snow this winter. Yes. Who like, gonna be right, right. <laughs> Who knows, like, get vulnerable, you know, like, transform the way you look at snow. And then Jupiter's like, get yourself a ticket to Florida. Why are you exactly. here? You know, exactly. stop looking, hire the snow plow person and get to somewhere yeah. tropical. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? The Jupiter is also, it's just snow. Come on. Right, right. Go have some fun. Healthy. Make a snowman. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's okay. What's the big deal? You have a house, you have things, you right. have a place to protect yourself. It's, it's, it's all how to right. see that we're lucky too. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. So it is really going to help us reframe in those moments. And I think of Jupiter as a sort of, well, Saturn's very scrappy, kind of a, it'll like get you to do the hard work, but then Jupiter will help you. It's like this ringmaster that makes it into an adventure. So like yeah. even, this is now, like you said, I have a Capricorn rising, so not everybody has this context for life, but I actually think sometimes challenges can be opportunities for even having fun, if you can make it like, how are we going to solve this problem? How can we be innovative? How can we, you know, it's a puzzle. Yeah, I love a puzzle. Because you're a Sag, so you like the challenge. If I'm Leo with Taurus rising, I like to not have challenges. (laughs) That's why it's important to understand that when the challenge comes, I'm not like just sitting and feeling like a victim. Oh my God, I hate living in New York. It's really about the creator, the universe put you here. So you have the challenge of going out of your comfort zone. And comfort zone is something that we also talk about in Kabbalistic astrology as a concept that we always have to stretch ourselves 
out of. So it's like, yeah, it's not comfortable for me. I told you even before we started that I made it so hot here because I don't like cold, right? Mm -hmm. But if I say, and you know, Capricorn is cold and the energy is going to be cold yeah. and everything is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Winter is coming. Totally, totally for the whole year, right? But I see it exactly like that. If I'm using Jupiter and I say, and how can it be fun? You know, how can it be fun? How can it be something? Maybe you can even play with the kids in the snow or whatever. We like this analogy, but anything else. I wanted to say just one thing about Saturn because the whole idea of responsibility, of maturity, has a lot to do with how we are, even with our elderly, with our parents. Because, you know, a lot of times, even when we even when we we study astrology and we know oh yeah i have moon in virgo my mom was so judgmental right or and and, and we can a lot of times go back to blaming i want to explain that it has nothing your you chose your parents literally your soul came and says these are the people that are going to be the perfect people for me so responsibility or accountability have to do also with the fact that they say the fact that it happens even if i hold a grudge or resentment you know pluto is here to break that so if i hold resentment to my parents why because you know since i'm little my father said that i'm gonna be nothing or my mother says that i am lazy or mm -hmm. energy this year is to look at those things in a healing way which means yeah, but the fact that my father said that was nothing, what is the good thing that came out of it? I try to always prove that I'm a, I am something very good. So it strengthened me. I need to look in the eyes of when it's resentment, which is regret about things, which is anything that we have heavy emotions about that Saturn is going to bring out all this Capricorn. Yeah. Is gonna do to all of us. It's not only people that have a strong Capricorn. It's all not only people that have. All of us have it in one of our houses this year, yeah. and aligning with planets in one way or another. We're gonna be challenged. So proactively, which means to do something before it hits. Let me prepare. How by checking? What does it mean? Where am I not responsible? Where do I still say, yeah, I'm waiting for somebody to discover me? <laughs> Where do I say, right? Where do I say, yeah, my wife is like da, 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 da. Where do I take anything in my life and I put my light, my source, my energy in somebody else's hands? Why? Why would we want to do that? That's how it's easier for us to deal with like things that were not amazing and what we don't love about ourselves. But if we want to fully love ourselves, we need to go there and dig and go to the dark and take Pluto with us and like go into the, and then look and understand. The wisdom of Capricorn is really ours for the taking, but we do have to. Capricorn really is like this is here to get over those daddy and mommy issues i'm going to just say it like that or just say like okay they did the best they could we're going to look at themes of aging and parents and lineage and history and again you don't have to be like well my dad was you know always put me down so i had to get my you know but but you can you can say all right i developed this response and this reactive system to that is that serving me or, or can I do something new? Exactly. How can I grow from that? How can I, I, I re, now that's, I'm reacting to the world like everyone is my dad or my mom or that person that pushed my buttons. And I think with what I understand about Kabbalah, it's like, look at that person as the teacher. It doesn't mean exactly. you keep learning the lesson or stay in the classroom, exactly. but like, learn, you know, go, okay. What, what they taught me was that I react to that. Exactly. And that's not getting me where I want to go. Exactly. How do I feel like a reaction like I'm 100% accountable for my life and my soul, like you said, my soul chose those parents, not so I could be beaten or abused or, da -da -da -da, or left, but 
I chose people that would push the reactive system button to give me opportunity after opportunity to grow. Whether it's your sister, yeah. I wanted that. On my soul level, I knew that in order for me to grow in this lifetime, I need those exact parents, those exact challenges, this exact weight, this exact hair color. That's right. Whatever. Hair color can change. (laughs) But whatever. I needed it. And not only did I need it, that's what made me who I am today. And, and you know, the, the, um, I loved when you said that uh, the parents or the Capricorn is about like really working on the parents' relationship. And you said that they didn't know. They didn't, maybe they didn't know that they're doing, that's what they had, right? That's a virtue. It's a virtue of compassion that we can awaken, you know? So it's like, we have so many things this year. Now, what's so beautiful about what's happening? It's, it's yes, it is challenging, but when you add that, you know, that we have also that, uh, that uh, Jupiter energy, that Jupiter is gas on the surface, right? It's not a tangible planet like Saturn or giant yes it's giant it's exaggerated but it's all gas and you know it's not like really that you can like land the ship there it's like forget about it there's right but it also like teaches us how we can grow out of those rough situations when we remember that it's all an illusion when we remember even though Neptune is more related to illusion, to the illusion, Jupiter is showing us the real reality, you know? So it's like we understand that it is all an illusion. Everything around us, according to Kabbalah, what we really see is about 1% of the reality. Everything else, the 99% we don't even see. But well, like uh, Jupiter, ding, yeah. Yes, you know. <laughs> on the truth, yeah. Yes, ding. It's the computer. Sorry, it's like it's uh, um, technology. Um, I would, and you know, so let's. I would love to talk about the three times that Jupiter and Pluto are going to meet in Capricorn okay. this year. Perfect. So, so first of all, yes. So it's like first of all, we have to understand that that the the energy of Pluto, the energy of, of Jupiter are very, it's not oppositing because we can't say oppositing about things like that, but we can say that they're very different, and, but they're very completing. They're very, very completing, which basically means that for us this year, we have, uh, I don't want to, I'm going to use the word a war because even though I don't want to use it, it is some sort of a war. And there are a few things that we're addressing. We're addressing, first of all, the understanding that when things are really, really difficult for me, when things are really feeling transform, no transformation that is real is going to come smoothly because naturally, we don't want to change. Naturally, we want to stay the way we are. Even Gemini's that apparently like changes, changes, yes, but it's also, I mean, if they don't work on themselves, it's, they stay non-committal, they stay only, right? So it's like even signs that like change, it's not the nature of the person to make real changes, right? Internal change. Like, yeah, you like excitement and variety out there in the world. Like, exactly. you know, but doing the internal change, like really nobody likes to do that because that's to when you have to look at all the things that you don't want to look at and your reactions come up. I mean, it's just, and, and all this Capricorn is, and breaking the structures. Jupiter is about expansion. Pluto's about going into those shadowy depths and looking yeah. under the covers or under yeah. the bed and going, woo wee, look what's under there. So right. it's Jupiter magnifying that or illuminating that. So so let's understand that because Jupiter everything is big 
and exaggerated and everything is like really like uh, pushing us to the more spiritual side of it. It, it, what, what Jupiter is basically saying to us with that Pluto energy, it's saying first and foremost, when it's hard, look up. And not this, just to the stars. Look up, ask for help. Mm-hmm. We're not alone. Capricorn is the sign that we think I'm alone. I have to do everything by myself. Just, oh, bring it on. Give me more. Okay, I have to. But the part of it is because they like that martyrship a part of it is because there's a belief that if you suffer if it's difficult if it's hard it means you're a good person it means that you're doing what you need to do it means that people are gonna look and say look look at that person how amazing they are how hard they but wait what about asking what about praying how many times do we really pray? Even when people regularly pray, they don't really pray most of the time. It becomes a robotic action. Where do we ask? We know how to give. Most of us know how to give. Most of us know how to receive also. Like if I give you, you'll say, okay. Do we know how to take? Do we know how to demand creator? And you know, that's one of the things that Saturn is also teaching us that that we look at religion or most of the times is something that is really about fear and dogma and how you have to do things and how to have to you have to be in rules when pluto is involved with jupiter when jupiter is involved but it's basically say break it religions the way that people practice them have to change it has to change it can't stay in the in that dogmatic fearful structure because listen according to kabbalah god is only good there's nothing that god gives us or the creator or the universe however you want to call it that is bad there's no such a thing god is only only good cannot do anything bad of course it's us that is empowering than what you might have learned in uh, sunday school exactly suffering from religious upbringings that went that were that where they were taught about a punishing force exactly no it's not what it's about how many times we feel guilty about things we did or how we were or what we did to other people and that's why god punishes no it's it's not that but there is a room this year when it's hard on the physical to start, hey, I have difficulty. Help. I'm doing That's my exactly help. I'm not alone. Yeah. I think those Jupiter Pluto conjunction dates, and those are April 4th, June 30th, and November 12th. Yes. Come together. And uh, there's one where Pluto is retrograde, and one where Jupiter is retrograde. I think both of them. It's in our it's in our book, but um, yeah. yeah, so it's uh those are times when it's like okay they're together and can't or you're gonna have a transformation potentially in the physical material world uh maybe around money or home or your living situation or just the ease in your everyday life by um you know allowing jupiter to help miller when we interviewed her she said jupiter is like santa claus exactly it's a miracle maker it's You know, uh, I i mean, I grew up in a different uh, reality, but I know here people that grew up in America, the kids, it was obvious that when Christmas comes and Santa comes. Right, and you get, like, woohoo, you just get to go, right? You get so, showered with gifts. like Exactly. So why as adults, we can't connect to that like that? Mm-hmm. You know, because we got adulterated, like something about <laughs> adulting is not you know this is the year that maybe with jupiter and capricorn the sign of adulting i love that action verb adulting might actually become fun in some ways or we see adventures in adulting which means hey the less i react and act like a spoiled brat and a child about stuff the more time i'm gonna have for fun or to take that trip to florida instead of cursing the snow or whatever so but i love how the year ends too so we're beginning the year 
with Saturn, who's so heavy, and Pluto, which is the shadows, yeah. and Capricorn. And then we're ending the year with Santa Claus, Jupiter, and <laughs> Saturn together in Aquarius, which is the sign of the future. And I want to ask you about the Kabbalistic take on this, but you know, the Saturn Pluto is going to bring up a lot, I think, a lot of the reactive system because it's like going to Saturn puts those ta those uh, fears of Pluto into tangible form or the spiritual lessons. We might get right. handed that on a planner like, oh yeah, you want to know how you need to grow in 2020? Here you go. Packaged nicely with a bow. Gift. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's from Santa Claus, but it is from the universe yeah. at least. But it's exactly, <laughs> even if it doesn't look like a gift, it's yeah. here that we must understand that it is. Because we have to remember that there's really nobody ever intended. I always say that the planets are not here to make us suffer. It's not what it's about. I know that sometimes people see it like they don't know what's coming. Even like when it's financial issues. You know, even in the time in 2008 and everything, some people made tons of money. I know someone. That was a lucky money year for me because I was born with Jupiter and Capricorn. You understand? So it's like, think that at the end of the day, it's really, if we learn what we need to learn, we are ready for the impossible that it's that Aquarius energy. This yeah. is the year that gives us like the structure, the order, the whatever is not fixed, we need to fix, we need to correct, right? It's not no only magical thinking. Like that's like, so what you're saying, I want to go back to because that's important because I think what we've, we've had Neptune and Pisces since 2012, very idealistic, still yeah. going on, which is beautiful. We can pull things in through the law of attraction and ask, believe, receive, and all that. But we're moving beyond the magical thinking and the, you know, positive thinking has power, the subconscious. We should not stop using those tools. But this is, this will be, I feel like the new decade and the new year is like, deal with what's happening in Wall Street and the election and the world and you know, the climate and gun control and all those things, those are realities and we can't pretend they're not happening. We can't stick our heads in the sand, but we also don't have to, um, you know, just, I'll just go into deep denial. It's like, how do I go? Well, that's, that's what, that's what life on earth has given us. We're, we're alive at this moment in history for a reason too. I would imagine Kabbalah has something to say, our souls not only picked our parents in our moment of birth, but probably the time in history that we came, that we incarnated. So Capricorn is the ultimate employer. You know, what's your job in 2020? What's your spiritual job? And you're going to maybe get your, your job description and your salary on January 12th when Saturn and Pluto come together. And it might be a little less than you hoped for. It might not have all the benefits. But then I think throughout the year, those three Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions, April 4th, June 30th, November 12th, I think you're going to earn the benefits or earn the raises, maybe. Salary reviews. Let's call those salary and performance <laughs> reviews. Yeah. And then we have Saturn going into Aquarius in December and coming together at the winter solstice, December 20th, 21st, depending where in the world you are, yeah. Jupiter. So we have the, that's when I think you have real opposites coming yes. together. Jupiter being the expander and the, and then Saturn, the restrictor. Yeah. So how would you, how do you think that goes into the Kabbalistic astrology framework. That's so, so, conjunction so in December. Yeah. First of all, I love what you say. It's it's really like uh, this is the year of the practical. Prepare yourself. Do what you need to do. You're going to get something really amazing soon. So make sure you're in order. Make sure that you have the capacity. Make sure that you have the, the utensils to eat it. You know, like you're yeah. going to a beautiful dish know how to like to arrange yourself on the physical reality mm -hmm. the 
the Aquarius energy, when we, when we look in, in Kabbalah, first of all, it is true. It's two opposing forces. You know, Jupiter, the word for Jupiter in Hebrew, which is the word that Kabbalistic astrology uses, is tzedek, which means justice, which means fairness. That's what Sagittarius is. And wisdom too, right? Right, wisdom. It's about wisdom. Tzedek is related to the courts even, to the judgment of the courts, but it's, it's a fair judgment. It's, it's not like Saturn that can give extra strictness. But when they both meet in Aquarius, it brings us the consciousness of the unlimited. Mm -hmm. Even though, because listen, if I just think, oh, everything is possible, I can be da 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 da, I can be tomorrow the president, and you know, I can think whatever I want, but I need some kind of a vessel that is a physical reality right. to take it, to get it, to create it, to manifest it. And when you have this Aquarius out of the box thinking, and the big picture, and the worldliness. This is actually, you know, how in, in school we used to get those, um, those math uh, problems that on one side there is this, and then it equals something else. Yeah. What it's called? Para... Parabola? No. Uh, or like, I just didn't equate algebra. Equation, equation. I was a math nerd, but it was. Whatever, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm horrible in math. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. But you know what I mean? That it's on one side we have all that. And then on the other side, we have that Aquarius conjunction that basically says everything is possible. How do you, I think you said it at some point, you said to be spiritual in a physical world or. To oh yeah, a uh, spiritual, spiritual being having a human experience. Exactly. It's like, and this is what it's about because Aquarius is the sign that really understands that at the end of the day, I'm not, not only am I not alone, I am responsible for society. And you know, if you look at it from the Kabbalistic point of view, this is really the secret of everything. When I truly connect to caring about the world, about the environment, about how people suffer in other places. And you know, even though the sign of the United States is cancer, which is really, you know, family and ourselves and all, but really the work, that we will have to open ourselves up to. And I'm not talking government, I'm talking about us as people. It's to really think about how do I care for my fellow friend, for my yeah. social group, for my neighbor, for people in other countries? How do we really connect to that big picture care? Because at the end of the day, if I think only about myself, and even only about my family, it's still considered my own ego, my family, my children, my friends. If I don't go out of that and I see the world, I'm gonna be very limited. But if I want this impossible, you know, in Kabbalah we say you need to believe in the illogical, in the impossible, in the things that are not rational. And Aquarius is just about that. Aquarius is about saying, oh, you think it's impossible that like 10 million people are gonna connect to, to this, this thing? It's possible. But if you want these 10 million people, you have to care for these 10 million people. Not just care about their clicks or money. Or, you know what I love about Aquarius too that's so interesting is that the modern ruler is Uranus, the planet yeah. which is unconventional and irrational and erratic and revolutionary. But before Uranus was discovered, uh, Aquarius was ruled by Saturn. So, we, so the minor ruler, of Aquarius is the same as the, the major ruler of Capricorn, Saturn. So we still have set. So we who are born at this time in history are having some Saturn lessons to learn. Saturn is not getting off our backs. Yeah. But I also love that, you know, Capricorn loves a goal and this great conjunction 
at the end of December of, of Jupiter and Saturn, where there is hope to do the impossible if we do the work and put the structure exactly. in place. That's our hashtag goal for 2020. So exactly. like, what do we need to do all year long to get there? We need to get our assignment in January from Saturn and Pluto coming together, which is a little bit of a kick in the butt maybe for some of us. It might be like, <gasps> And then we got to use those Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions in April, June, and November to like, to performance review to correct course. Yeah. How, how close are we to getting to this great conjunction where we can make the impossible possible, but hey, not, not in a magical sparkle pony unicorn way, you know? <laughs> exactly. I think that what we're saying basically is that you have a year now that you're building a vessel. Mm, I love that. You're building a vessel. You're building a vessel to the impossible. Mm -hmm. So even if sometimes Saturn and, and all the Capricorn energy that we, we, I know we keep saying it, but what can we do? It is a rare event and we it's can't scary. ignore it. And you know, it's going to impact us. Centuries is, is, is a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. So when we do the work, and again, I want to make sure that it's clear. Effort doesn't mean pain and suffering. Because even in marriage, we know, right? Or in any relationship that is close, yeah, you have to make effort. You have to not see always what's annoying about your partner. You, you need to try to go out of your comfort zone for them. You have to learn how to share really with them. There are two ways to do it. One with like saying, oh, I have to make dinner now, or oh, I don't wanna do anything and he wants, or I can say, I have an opportunity, even though I don't want, I'm going to go out of my comfort zone and I'm going to get so much back. Because the secret in Kabbalah and in Kabbalistic astrology is that when I go out of my comfort zone and I go out of the nature reactivity of my sign, this is where all the light, all the energy, all the fulfillment, we all look for that. That's what we look for. When I eat or, or do anything that I binge on TV or because or, I want to feel fulfilled, actually what I really want is that energy. And that energy is available if I go out of the comfort zone. If I see... Oh, exactly. I love that word that you, that you use. So like going out of the comfort zone doesn't have to produce suffering is what you're saying. Yes. It does take effort. It's like, yeah, I like the marriage as an example or a great relationship partnership. You can't just coast along and expect it to just run itself or even a car or your body or whatever. Like, but you don't have to work so hard. Like are the saying, working harder, not smarter, which I learned from a Capricorn friend. <laughs> put in the effort, but put in the right effort, you know, <laughs> to build that vessel to your dreams. To the I love that building a vessel to the impossible as the mission for 2020 so inspiring you like just gave me my whole 2020 plan with that one i'm so happy <laughs> yeah so it's it's just well we're, just, we're gonna have to do more of these i i don't know what's happening with starstruck we're building the vessel right now but um after starstruck but i'm just loving talking to all the astrologers like you and and just wow, hearing wow. all the wisdom i'm like we gotta keep this going we gotta we gotta do more of this, like totally, totally. Maybe, maybe the the calendar and the book is just an excuse of the universe to give <laughs> opportunity to to have all these talks. I mean, moving into conversation and and co-creating, co-piloting with the universe. You know, this is just you're just such a such a wise and inspiring person, Rachel. I love talking to you. And I love talking to you. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I mean any any parting words for trying I, mean, I think we kind of <laughs> summed it up with that. There's so yes. much more we can say, but we'll be we'll just podcast throughout the year. But yeah. uh, tell people where they can find you and follow your so first of all, the I am on Instagram 
uh, and on Facebook. So on Instagram, it's Rachel the Astrologer. Rachel is R-A-C-H-E-L. And just one word, Rachel the Astrologer. The same is my website, rachelthestrologer.com. And Facebook is Rachel Schwartz, Kabbalistic Astrologer. Um, I do videos like that, not with yeah. you yet. I mean, we've done it twice. We've done a couple, yeah. But yeah, really interesting. Um, but uh, but I also give that Kabbalistic perspective of the energy every almost every week or sometimes even a couple of times, and it's really um, how to grow, how to grow ourselves, and and how to become after the end of this year. Think about it. It's like after the end of all 2020, we're gonna come on the other side ready for miracles that are not even in our mind now are possible. How? By understanding that it's a year, a year of effort, a year of opportunities, a year that our emotions are going to sometimes be challenged. We're going to have to not be too scared about certain things, not to make drama. If we're connected to a higher cause, our higher self, our higher purpose, and the higher purpose is always about other people. It can't be only about me. Even if my purpose is to empower or to nurture, it's always gonna be eventually about other people. Even if you're always about other people, it's about understanding myself and through that helping other. Right at the end of the day, if I really learned throughout 2020, how not to think that everything is about how I worry about myself, but to go out of, of that, mind that is only limited capricorn saturn represent the limitation we're going to use our abilities to go out of it and then there's no limitation at the end of the year everything is open and possible oh, the sagittarius is all for that so thank you so much rachel and wishing everyone that let's build that uh, build that ship to the impossible together amazing <laughs> thank you thank you my dear it was a pleasure as usual